0: Welcome to Shining Conversations. I'm your host, Marjorie Paravon. On today's episode, I am joined by Mina Khanaman, a civil engineer turned sound healer, Reiki practitioner, sacred plant medicine herbalist, and holistic life coach. Mina created her company, Moksha Elements, after leaving her 10-year career in engineering to help others find their purpose and align with their authentic self. Mina shares with us how each of us has a specific gift. And when we learn to love ourselves and accept who we are as we are, our potential is limitless. Hi, Mina June. Thank you so much for joining me today on Shading Conversations. How are you? I'm good, love. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It means a lot. Of course, I'm so excited. I'm excited, to, excited of, to yeah, to let everyone know how we actually got connected is my sisters, Roz and Niaz, um, connected us. And I actually, and I think I told you this offline that I was like, "Why didn't you tell me about Mina sooner? Like she's the perfect person for this podcast." <laughs> everyone I've interviewed so far is the perfect person, but I feel like your story, which I can't wait for everyone to hear, is exactly the reason why this podcast was created. You know, for us as Females, Iranians, um, whether we're first generation or moved here from Iran, similar to yourself, it's it's kind of learning and pivoting our our way of um, who we are as a community culture, what is accepted, what isn't accepted. So hearing your story was it it gave me chills. And I think I told you that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want. I can't wait for everyone to hear and to kind of start off the question. I want to start off from the beginning. So you moved from Iran at a very pivotal time in your life, at a time where most of us, as adolescents, are learning our footing in life, in our career, who our friends are, what we want to do in life, um, what are we going to do tomorrow. Um, and you didn't just move from you know Iran to another like another city in Iran or another country nearby. You moved across the world into a completely mm-hmm. different country that spoke a different language um, it is a melting pot of sorts but you know you, speaking Farsi is very uncommon unless you're in that specific community how was that for you in that time of your life to make that transition and move here and start your life
1: oh that's bringing back a lot of memories um, so I moved to U.S. when I was 11 and I didn't speak a word of English, and um, I moved to Orange County, so luckily there was a lot of Persians. That's true. Um, which, I mean, luckily, and sometimes it's uh, it's kind of brutal because they might not be the nicest <laughs> because, you know, you're considered fob, and like, you know, you just came from Iran, and you're not part of the group, and all that good stuff, but um, I, it was, was the struggle I mean to be honest with you it was a lot of struggles I was in middle school I had a couple close friends um, but I really didn't fit in because I was fresh and I was uh, you know I didn't speak the language and I didn't fit in and it was it was a lot of struggles but um, that there's a lot of blessing in that too because you grow a lot you 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 know you make new friends you actually like I kind of drifted out of my comfort zone I made some friends that were actually Mexican, they became my really good friends. Um, they really helped me grow and, you know, step into this new culture of being in this melting pot of different cultures and with different languages. And then from there, I moved to high school. Um, high school was a bit of a struggle too. I, I didn't know what I want to do with my future. And, uh, you know, as an immigrant kid uh, something safe was always the best route to go at first uh, I wanted to study uh, law I wanted to become a lawyer that seemed like something that was safe and I was very opinionated and I wanted to do things with my life and I always had a say some in different places but um I um, had a field trip to a court. I had an opportunity as a teenager to be in a courtroom and see the environment. And I remember it um, clearly, actually. (laughs) Um, It was not for me. I was super emotional there. It wasn't a clean environment. Um, There was a lot of um, things that I didn't quite agree with. Like there was a criminal there. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of... um, things that wasn't super clear you know as a young adult and then i entered to high school and i still wanted to do law i took a political science class and i realized how the system works and i was i was like okay this is not for me and uh, being persian uh, you go from law school to from law to either medical school or an engineer uh, so I picked engineering. So I started pursuing uh, structural engineering as a career. And that's what I did for four years. I studied civil engineering.
0: And um, from there,
1: I don't know how far you want me to go with this conversation. <laughs> no, that's
0: great. Actually, I think you actually got to a place that was perfect. Um, it leads me directly to my next um question, you firsthand understand the structures of our culture. Like you just said it's yeah. medical school, you know, you're either a doctor, <laughs> lawyer, or an engineer. That's really like what your your parents or generationally, they kind of instilled in your minds. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there are parents who not necessarily required that, but that's just the culture that we're, we're a part of. And you know you said it perfectly you went into you first thought about doing law school but you put your, you immersed yourself in courses and seeing yourself in real experiences is this for me and then you landed on engineering or civil engineering um did you feel because you had to grow up a little faster than most and coming to a new country, learning the language, kind of figuring out what your your journey was gonna be. Did you feel like the pressures of our culture really told you to choose that safe route? Um, and that's what was instilled in your mind and why you took that path? Or was there anything else that really helped shape you get there?
1: I think it was the pressure of growing up fast for sure. Like it was not, it was a calculated decision. Um, because I lost my dad when I was seven. And my mom moved to US, you know, in pursuit of a better life when I was nine. And then I moved, we moved to US when I was 11. So by the time I made it to US, I was already like an adult, like I was like, okay, like, I really need to take care of myself. And I started working when I was 14. Um, So everything just kind of you know it was like on a fast forward uh, life experience um so by the time i was in college i was like okay i need to choose something that's gonna make me money and i'm gonna get a job from it and it just made sense i mean there was no pressure from the family it was more of a personal decision that okay what you know as an 18 year old i don't think anybody really knows what they want to do with their life. Um, I always feel like the education system is so backward because now like I watch documentaries about physics or science and I really I'm always fascinated by everything. But um, I had no idea. Those physics classes I passed, I was telling my partner the other day, I have no clue what I was doing in the class. (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely it was a personal choice, but it was a calculated choice that made sense at a time. And I have no regrets going through that because I feel like it gave me a good sense of discipline. Um, It really disciplined me. And I actually carry that with me. I feel like I'm not just like pursuing a career because, oh, it sounds fun and it's very new age. Now it's like this makes sense. But I know I was capable of becoming an engineer. And now it's like, okay, I did that. I worked as an engineer. What do I want to do for the rest of my life? Do I really want to pursue this engineering career or
0: not? I think that's amazing. I, the thing you said perfectly, you knew you're capable of it. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing I really want um, my listeners to really remember what you said, because It's really being confident in where you are. And I think that's what actually pivot What I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but what could have led to your journey now. And speaking of that, I know you graduated as we spoke after like 18, you're like, this is what I'm going to do. You went to San Francisco State University and graduated in 2012. And you have a bachelor's in civil engineering. That's pretty much what you did. You were shy of 10 years, I believe, um, of being in in that career, in that field, and you left. And like you're about to get into, you left and you started this new business, Moksha Elements, which is fantastic. I can't wait for you to tell my audience exactly what you do and who you cater to because you do retreats, you do gatherings, you're a holistic healer, you do Reiki. There's so much that goes into it, but it's such a like left field from what that kind of life you are going leading into engineering and turning to here, which is such a freeing I I can't speak for you and I can't wait for you to share, but it's such a freeing experience to say, this is what I'm doing to better myself, to make myself happy and make my journey in this world, in this lifetime, a better one. Can you explain to like my audience exactly what was a pivotal moment in your life that you're like, this is, you know, this is when I need to, this is what I need to do. This is my purpose. And two, talk to us a little bit about your business.
1: Yeah. So this is where I'm more confident now. (laughs) um I so 2012 I graduated with a civil engineering degree and you know looking for jobs looking for jobs I finally landed a job and um I start working and really quickly I was like oh I'm not in alignment with what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life um I had an incredible job uh, where they allowed me to work from home after just working as an engineer for a few years and um I ha- I still have an amazing relationship with my ex-boss, and he was so sweet, so friendly, and he actually accommodated all my requests. I um, you know, really quickly, so I knew I was not supposed to be an engineer. So I I started exploring on what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, what does mean I want to do for the next 40 years, 50 years? And uh, I started exploring real estate, and I was like, oh, okay, this is a you know, I was seeing it as escape route. I was seeing it as what is it that's going to make me quick money so I'm retired by the time I'm 30. I don't know what the rush was, but that's what I was trying to do. I wanted to retire by the time I'm 30. And real estate wasn't the right route for me. And I realized it quick as well. I was like, okay, this is not for me. This is not in alignment. I'm still pushing myself. and And then I just, you know, in the between, of trying to find what to do, I started on this beautiful self-healing journey. I started going to different classes, taking different workshops, uh, doing sound bath classes, uh, just exposing myself to different healers and stuff. And I started to see transformation really, really quick. I started to see myself shifting from my old patterns to new patterns within six months and kind of got obsessed with the whole journey and I realized how powerful this path is and you're not necessarily defined by your traumas and who you used to be and what happened to you when you were seven or what happened to you when you were 11 or what happened to you when you were 13 and uh, the old stories you know I really quickly realized like it's okay like you can change your story at any point in your life. And that kind of became an obsession. <laughs> I wanted to transmute my traumas, and I wanted to create new habits, and I wanted to just just create new pathways in my brain and um, become a new person. So, all my twenties, I spent that my all my twenties on different healing modalities and different ways of exploring myself. And I believe it was two thousand eighteen. I made the decision that I wanted to completely switch over because I I was always the friend that was a little extra and I was sharing too much and I was just like in everyone's face and you know that was that was my natural way of being and I always like was bothered by it I was like oh my god why am I like this and and I realized this is my gift. This is this is my this is why I'm here to be to be a hand to other people, to be able to guide others through their path because it was naturally coming to me, and uh, I stepped into it in 2018. I slowly made the transition. I took different trainings. Um, I spent a month in Guatemala doing uh, doing a course on permaculture for herbalism path. I exposed myself to different retreats and I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to create sacred spaces for people. I I want people to come to me, not necessarily to me, to the container I'm creating, and be open and take off their mask because I feel like we live in a society that we're so masked up, you know, with different social masks and different ways of being. So I want I want to create raw and real environments. So um, I quit my engineering job at uh, end of 2019. Um, I planned for it, though. It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> I planned for it in two years. And. It was very much calculated again because my engineer mind
0: was. I was about to charged. say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. And even when I quit, you know, the right and the left side of the brain was battling for so long until I'm finally, I feel like I'm at a place that, um, you know, I'm I'm at a balanced place where I can definitely create spaces without any trauma or any baggages.
0: No, and I think that's incredible because you said it you just, in 2019. I mean, this was like leading into where we were last year in COVID, it being a new business, being something new. Uh, I feel like what you've created, what did not exist before the COVID time, you know what I mean? The COVID, you know, um, like I say, in my other interviews was a blessing disguise. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but it really brought people back to their purpose. What makes me Mm -hmm. happy with the little amount of activities that we can do and put ourselves out there. Did that in any way, um, you know, hinder your business in any way, especially because you had relied a lot on the, um, in-person activities or the gatherings and retreats. Is there anything that you had to like shift in your business plan to make it work?
1: What's so interesting is so when I when I was like approaching this business um, and I was getting the calling that this is the this is the path I'm supposed to take. um, I even told my partner, I told my close friends that supported me. I was always like, this is the way of the future. You know, we're going to we're going back to our roots and. Um, you know, being in a tribal communities and being in communities, but my intention was always to create it in an, an online setting. So um, when COVID when COVID happened, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the beginning. I mean, beginning of 2020, I was a little confused because I just started my business, and it wasn't so much the COVID that was bothering me. It was just finding my own voice. Um, in the new platform I was trying to embody and I didn't quite know like who I am because you you know as a new business I feel like any business you create you first start replicating other people that are doing the same thing as you are and You know, beginning of 2020, turking was a, you know, everyone was turking in front of the camera. And I was like, oh, my God, is this what I'm (laughs) supposed to be doing? (laughs) You know, it's so interesting, like, because you don't know who you are in this new platform, new ocean of opportunities. And you slowly, like, it took me a few months, definitely. I think it was probably last May where I was finally at a place of, like, knowing what I want to do and who is message who's the audience I'm trying to attract and um you know this type of work is super it's kind of it's very intentional you know you can't you can't fake this type of work you know you have to be very authentic because you're playing with people's you know you're playing with energy you know you're playing with um something beyond what we're seeing. So it's not, it's not a face you're putting on or you know, you're not pretending to be spiritual, which we see a lot of that nowadays, which I'm not judging or anything, but it's it's a new trend right now. And I went through a big phase of questioning myself, is this just the phase I'm going through or not? And the more I am in service, the more I realize I see results, the more I see transformation, and the more I realize no, this is my path. This, this is why I'm here. And this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, but to answer your question, COVID was definitely a blessing, um, not only for my business, but also collectively, I, I saw it from the beginning that this was as, as hard as it was going to be. It was a blessing that was supposed to happen to humanity to make us more resilient and also to, you know, create to to quiet down the noise, so we can go inward to kind of do a little bit of self-exploration of who we are. And, uh, you know, with the masks being lifted now, we're taking off the mask and- Literally, the literal ones that we see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's a very interesting time. You know, my yoga teacher, Vivica, she's, you know, she's been my biggest mentor for the past 10 years. Uh, She, you know, I was actually in a class with her and she was mentioning that, you know, be super gentle with yourself with this transition because we're socializing again, we're exposing ourselves and exposing our energy and aura to other people again. You know, everyone is coming into our field. Uh, so it's so important to like slowly go back to this transition and and be mindful about it because, I mean, a year and a half of being isolated, I think it's very important for people to take some time, time to see what happened, you know,
0: before rushing back into the old ways of being. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. It's being mindful. It's, um, what's the rush kind of like back to your, I want to retire by 30, but what was my rush? It's like, we need to, you, you said it perfectly, the quiet, the noise, get back to the root. It's, you were saying earlier how people put on masks and layers to, of who they wanted to be perceived as to communities and people, but what you're doing is allowing people to peel off the layers and go inside of themselves. So as we know, we always say beauty is on the inside and I'm not speaking specifically to beauty, but we don't realize that so much of it is from the core of us that's Mm -hmm. true and put out there for other people to see. And with that being said, you know, what is your hopes for your company, your business? Um, What are your hopes for those that, you know, immerse themselves within the practices that you're sharing or the gatherings you're doing? What is, that you hope they get out of their transformational journey working with you?
1: My hope is one thing. And one thing only is for every individual that comes to my gatherings and to my retreats and my, you know, any interaction we have is to be able to tap into their authentic selves, because I feel like every single one of us is gifted with something that's only ours. Um, And I truly believe that because I'm a, I'm a very loud, outspoken person and I can intimidate people. And I always like remind the quiet ones that that's your gift. This is why you are here. You're supposed to be the quiet one and, and be that energy of like quiet. And, you know, it's, everyone has a gift. I truly believe that like only if we love ourselves just as we are, because we're so caught up in changing ourselves to fit into the society. And being a certain way to be accepted and loved. But whereas only if we could just love who we are as we are, I feel like then we're gonna blossom into so much more. And, and that's my only hope for, for every interaction, every coaching I do is for people to just fully embody who they, they are as an individual.
0: I love that. I, I keep saying, I always say, I feel like if there's someone that can take my recordings, they'll piece together every time I say, I love that. But I truly do. <laughs> it, it's so simple, but it's not. It's we, We've we've been adapted to things and making things difficult and complicated. And it, it truly shouldn't be about that. And I think what's even better about that, it lends me to my last question is, is there any advice that you could give to the people listening um, to this episode um, if they're at a crossroads in their life? Um, whether they are in a career that they just cannot stand, but it's making them a lot of money and they're like having this battle in their mind. Like, do I leave it? Do I not? To start a business that they truly love, like you did, or passion projects. Is there anything that you can give them as a piece of advice to kind of share with them that they're, what they're thinking and doing is always going to lead them to the path that is meant for them?
1: Yeah, honestly, I once we tap into our authentic selves, there is so much opportunity. There, um, you know, we're so programmed to chase the money, and that's that. That brings me back to retiring by the time I'm thirty. Mm-hmm. What I realized when I quit my job and transition over, I realized the the reason I wanted to retire by the time I'm thirty wasn't so much the money at first. It was, and then I realized no, I want to be aligned by the time I'm thirty. So uh, for anyone that wants to quit their job and pursue a dream, I would say reconnect with yourself if you reconnect with yourself and find your gifts let it be cooking or creating painting or something so simple if you just reconnect to who you truly are there's so much opportunity there there's so much opportunity there only if you could just just be in your own field be in your own energy and not be distracted by who is doing what what is this person doing This one is succeeding. No, just completely bring your attention inward. Because once you go inward, you can heal everything and you can go back to your your true self. So it all starts here. And that's what moksha elements is. Moksha means nirvana, liberation, freedom. And I always say at the end of my workshops that um, liberation, freedom, all of that starts here. So go within and you will find all the answers as hard as it is, because it's so easy to put the lens outside. Sure. This
0: is the hard part. <laughs> no, that's I, I. That's a great way of saying it. And I agree. I mean, a lot of us, I think with COVID happening, either we were, you know, some people were laid off. Some people, you know, decided this is not for me anymore. They had to transition to working from home. They really, like you said, had to be forced to align with themselves. Like, mm-hmm. is this really my calling? Is this what I want to do? is this what makes me happy? And the work that you're doing is incredible. And for those listening, I want you to know, um, one, follow your Instagram, Moksha Elements. I'm going to put it on my screen as well, Um, as well as look on your website because there's so many services that you do outside of the gatherings, the workshops, coaching you do, there's so much. I just want everyone to know everything that you offer. So please make sure you visit Mina's website. It's mokshaelements.com. I will make sure to put that on the screen for the episode, but Mina June, thank you so much. Is there anything else that um, we didn't touch on that you'd like to include in this conversation? Um, I mean, I'm always here for anybody that's interested and if
1: they need anything, they know where to find me. And um, if, You know, if anyone is interested to work with plant medicines, I also offer retreats that include plant medicines and they want to tap into their psychic and they want to just really, truly understand who they are as an individual. I'm always here to
0: hold space. For more inspiring interviews, head on over to shittingconversations.com. If you like today's show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review and follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sheeting Conversations. You can also watch episodes on YouTube. I'm Marjana Paravon, and you've been listening to Sheeting Conversations. Thank you.